Welcome to Psychotherapy. I am Jet Dunlap, and this is episode 61. Episode 61 is a little more whimsical than the last couple episodes. Uh, episode 59 was a solid rockin' episode, and episode 60 was a little bit of a... Okay. But it primed the pump, my friend. And you know how pumps work, right? You gotta push and push and push and push. If you let go of that pump, then the water sinks back to the bottom. But if you keep going, you keep going and keep going, you prime that pump, then the water flows, and by the end, the water is coming out very easily for those of you who have to use water pumps. So I'm talking to those of you born in the 1800s. Anyway, so episode 61 has some larks, it has some laughs, it has some explanations about life. And if you don't know it by now, I clearly don't know what episode 61 is about. But you're going to give it a listen anyway, because you started here, you're in your car, you're like, Jet Dunlap wants me to listen to this, or for some reason, for some flaw in your personality, you actually like this show, you're going to listen anyway. Here is what happens at the episode end. At the end of episode 61, something happens. I already told you something happens, so here it is again. How redundant is that? But this show should be called, Hi, I'm Jet Dunlap, and this is redundant news. There was no actual end. So this is a 40-minute episode that I bisect, and here's why. At the beginning of this episode, I keep touching on these things, but I'm not actually getting to the heart of it. I mention at the end of this episode, which is a different cut, that... I cut it in half and made another episode called Episode 62. What an ingenious title, Jet. Where did you come up with that? It wasn't just the sequence of math, was it? Anyway, Episode 61, which you're about to listen to, is good. But Episode 62 is about a dream I had. And when I started recording the show for Episode 62, I went into this, like, trance state. And maybe, because I haven't heard it yet, it's not that amazing, but I don't want to undersell it. The dream I had is incredible. It is illustrated in their points about it. I think I kind of touch on it a little bit in this episode. This is episode 61. Solid, fine. Episode 62 is rad. So you got yourself a twofer. That's buy one, get one. So this is Psychotherapy with Jet Dunlap. And episode 61 starts right now. They are filming a commercial across the street right now, and <laughs> and they send out uh, notices. If you're ever in a filming area, they send out these like uh, forms or flyers, or in this case, paperwork, and it showed, we are filming a Toyota commercial next door at your baseball diamond, and there will be a scene where the ball is hit, and it hits the window of a car. And I'm like, oh, I'm already on the edge of my seat. What's this commercial going to be like? Anyway, they send these notices out, and... I guess the neighbors are supposed to, I think it's just a warning, but my neighbor uh, above us and one that's, I guess, kind of below us, um, they have decided to, if you can hear it in the background right now, to use a table saw constantly today. And I was wondering if that was planned prior to it um, or if that was something that they decided would be a great way of getting even with the industry. And I like either way of it. Are they angry at Toyota? Or are they angry at filmmaking in general? Who knows? That is a mystery that will go unanswered. Because in the kind of area we live in, it's like kind of a compound. These giant properties that are over an acre. Uh, you don't really get to talk to your neighbor. Which is fabulous. But uh, I'll never know if he's intentionally 
trying to mess up production. Anyway, hello, happy day to you. This is Jet Dunlap for Psychotherapy, and I think I probably mentioned that in the intro, so this is redundant. But this show is nothing if not redundant. If not redundant. If not redundant. That's a joke about redundancy. I listened to episode one, (laughs) Phantom Menace. When I first started this show, I wanted to say The Phantom Menace after everything that I said episode. For whatever reason, whenever I think episode something, I think of The Phantom Menace. Which is terrible, because no one wants to think of The Phantom Menace. But uh, maybe the Phantom of the Opera? Was he kind of like The Phantom Menace? He was a phantom that was a menace. But then if you think about it, wasn't Casper the Friendly Ghost also a phantom that was a menace? These questions will not be answered here either. Just like why my neighbor is using his table saw during production. I was listening to episode one because I saw that a person I used to work with, my episode one of this show. What? (laughs) That's, that's, that's too narcissistic to even believe, you son of a bitch. Who listens to their own show? I do, but I have to listen to my own show because if I don't listen to my own show, I... Enough of that. Well, episode one was not recent, so it's not like you're going over it because you need to hear the material. It's already out there. You make a strong point, John Patio or Balcony, whatever I called you. Uh, but I listened to it nevertheless because I wanted to see how my progress was. And there's a person I used to work with at a production company. I was telling you in the last episode that I used to do consulting. Well, this production company I did consulting for had an executive producer, and he is now doing a very popular, famous podcast. And <laughs> and I couldn't help but get a little jelly, a little jelly, a little jealous, because uh, apparently what he has is listeners. Now, I looked that up in uh, Webster's Dictionary, because I keep a copy uh, on my nightstand, next to my uh, rock tumbler, <laughs> rock tumbler, because I have a rock tumbler that goes on at night. It's soothing. It's like one of those ambient noisemakers. A rock tumbler, for those of you who don't know, was a really cool toy when my uncles were children that I got to play with, which is a machine that, surprise, surprise, its name gives most of it away. It tumbles rocks until the rocks are smooth. Wow, that was like cool for us before the internet. That's insane. Just take that in they would be excited after like 48 hours of the just picture like laundry but it's all rocks after this loud ass thing was going and then they'd get slightly smoother rocks and that was like a toy that you'd buy at a store take home set up and use well times times they are a changing Listening to my first episode and thinking about what happened with this guy, Jake. Now, Jake also, I didn't say his name, but Jake's the one who's on this uh, now famous podcast. He was kind of in a six degrees of Bacon Kevin. Um, He is connected to Ken. Now, Ken was a guy who started this show for me because he did an interview with me. Uh, Now it would have been like, I think it was June or end of May of 2019. And he wanted to interview me about my psychotic breakdown. Who wouldn't? I am literally, I was about to say beating off reporters, but that sounds slightly homoerotic. So I will say I was fending off reporters to talk about my psychosis. But he wanted to talk to me about that and living with depression. And there is nothing I like talking about more than living with depression. Anyway, so Jake, the guy who's on this famous-ish podcast far more than myself, made me a little jealous, 
I was looking at his show and I was thinking they're famous and they have this really cool studio like up in this skyscraper in LA. I guess it's like a radio station or something like that, right? I mean, that's no RV in the backyard of a house in the hills of uh, Rocky Point. But I was a little jealous and I thought, you know, there's that saying, do the thing and you'll have the power, do not the thing. And I mean, it's redundant. You won't have the power. I don't remember who that was, like Oppenheimer or something. Oppenheimer said, not Oppenheimer. Who's the other guy? The guy who did IBM. What was his name? Um, Okay, forget about them. Here's a quote. Do the thing and you will have the power, but they do not... I am so good. I read better than anyone. I've got the best blurs. Trust me. Ask anybody. Here comes my blurs right now. Do the thing and you will have the power. But they do not. Oh, my God. But they. No. But they that do not the thing. I mean, come on. That's nonsense, right? Who's supposed to be able to read that? Do the thing and you will have the power. But they that do not the thing, this guy's an insane person, had not the power. So from the top, I'm Jet Dunlap, and I'm reading for the part of podcast guy. This is to a casting director. And uh, here is my monologue. Do the thing, and you will have the power. But they that do not the thing had not the power. Waffle, Waffle Raldo Emerson. Waffle... Walfo Raldo Emerson. You heard of him? Two roads diverged in the woods, and I took the waffle less traveled by. Walf. <laughs> Ralph. Ralph. That hard to pronounce foreign name, Ralph. It's Ralph if you're Ralph Fines, but the rest of us, Ralph Waldo Emerson. That's who the quote is by. Whew, we barely got through that one. Okay, so that IBM guy, here's the other quote. If you want to increase your success rate, double your rate of failure. And that's Thomas Watson Jr. Not to be confused with Robert Downey Sr. So uh, anyway, those are my quotes. And the reason I say them is to go back to the fact that this guy, Jake, who's on this podcast, he doesn't have 60 episodes of a show that he's done by himself in his backyard that I know by the cursier, cursory investigate cursier, God, Jet, words, 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 ow, now, brown cow. Okay. By my cursory investigation, he does not have 60 episodes of a show that he has painstakingly done in his backyard. So therefore, I am more worthy of being on a podcast that is famous with no information on whether or not this is something that brings him money or success or anything could be a complete inconvenience with no information on whether or not this is something he wants to do or anything. Basically, I'm looking at a thing on Facebook like a bunch of jerks and I am having Fromo, which is a delicious Frappuccino like drink. And FROMO is the fear of missing out. Now, I'm not, I'm not fear of missing out. What I want is some of that uh, double your rate of failure thing. I mean, if each one of these episodes is a failure, I have 60. You should see the smile on my face right now. I have 60. Uh, what? 60? 
I have, I'm going to try and go through the rest of this episode without slurring words, okay? I am not drunk and haven't been for over 820 days. Here we go. I have 60 episodes of failure. So where is my success? I ask you, oh my God, I remember that guy's name. Walton Jr.? Thomas Walton Jr.? Anyway, also, do the thing and you'll have the power. I've been doing the thing there, Wolf Waldo Emerson. Didn't mean to do that, but that's the last one I'll do on the slurring. I am frustrated. Because I listened to episode one of Psychotherapy, which is how I started this episode 61 of Psychotherapy, and it was a cute little bashful chat, John Lapp, and he, he wasn't bashful. Wait, I meant to do that with an accent. He wasn't bashful. He was a man with a giant beard. What you call him bashful for? I was bashful at the time. My beard didn't mean anything. Well, you look like an old man with a giant beard. You couldn't have been a child. I didn't look like a child, but I was a child. Okay. So I was a young little boy, whole life ahead of him, a decade or two younger, and I thought, here we go, baby. I was thrilled that I had come to a point in my life where I could execute on the things that I had in my head that I wanted to do. Even that stupid, dumb beard was something I always wanted to do. I'm like, I want to see what I'd look like if I was a Hasid, and I did. And it was glorious and sometimes terrible. But my point is, is that I did all this stuff and I expect a reward. Now, you've heard many other episodes, one of them being uh, the birthday didn't the, the birthday boy didn't get his pony, but I did end up getting my pony, which was I wanted a surprise birthday party for, you know, again, scientifically speaking, my 30th birthday. Um, that is just because of quantum physics. That's the year I was celebrating this last year in 2019. So I wanted a big party for that year. I didn't think I was going to get it because of some tomfoolery my wife did. And I was upset and I was sad and I hit a pity party. And that pity party was not nearly as fun as getting a pony. I did that tongue twister and I made it. But when I think about my formula for success of being do stuff and then stuff will happen. Not my formula. I just said it was Wolf. Did I call him Wolf again? His name is now Wolf Waldo Winterson. <laughs> because I talk with a wisp. Um, I mean, come on, guys. What is this? I just skipped my dose this morning. And, and you guys are getting a little bit too much of an insight on my medication. Here, Here's here's the... This is a timeout, okay? You know how Zach Morris used to do this? Because I don't want you to think this episode is all over the place. Because I hate it as long as it didn't get in your face. That's an old Carl's Jr. commercial. Obviously an illustration of how this show is not all over the place, okay? So, what I'm saying is, if I skip a dose to be calmer and to not have the let's just say hypothetically the five different types of amphetamines firing in my brain with the power of Zeus's lightning bolt then I'm a little less anxious and Gina's out working today on set in Calabasas and so I'm trying to relax a little bit and get things done without the well what I just described but when I do that sometimes my words escape me and then sometimes when I'm on the other stuff, uh, I have a lot of words, but they're the wrong words. Do you see the hell that is to be jet on lap is that no matter what, I either have the wrong words or I have too many words. Either way, they are misplaced. 
And in that way, and only that way, myself and Donald J. Trump are similar, is that I will oftentimes say the incorrect word and then try and force it through with the power of my wit. I'm a little sharper, but I'm also a lot younger. And that's the only thing I'll ever say political, other than the other stuff. But I stay neutral for the same reason that Will Smith didn't cuss in his raps. William Wilton? Wilton Smith? Something like that. His grandmother found his notebook when he was a little boy of his raps. It was probably when he was like 10 years old. And his grandma said, you don't need to use all this foul language to be um, an artist. or Something to that effect. So then on he decided he could do it clean and when i was a kid i used to think what a wuss i'm in eminem not the candy but the guy and i'm like f this f that f you and then when i started doing stand-up comedy and started doing the show i thought well wait a second and albeit i was much older than william smith but uh i thought i don't want to cuss not because it's not cathartic for me i love it and i cuss all the time but the reason I try not to do it on the show and in comedy is because it is more challenging and simply that is that I have to negotiate my vocabulary in a way to express myself more vividly without the steroids that is vulgarity. Right, right, right. I was talking about medication, wasn't I? Jake and the Tower of Success was what I was talking about. The fact that I look at something and I think, where's my success? Where's my audience? And success for me in this show, come on, I mean, is he really making a show where he complains about his show every episode? I mean, are we listening to this garbly gook uh, or gobble goo, like they said in The Sopranos? Are we listening to this to hear him complain about the fact that we're not listening? Because 100% of the people listening right now are listeners. Oh my God, are you looking around? Did that just blow your mind? It should. But it's that stuff that we do, man. We all do that, man and woman and dude and dudette. We fall victim to that. It's not fear of missing out because I'm not missing. I don't think I'm missing. Well, is it? I don't want to be a cliche is why I don't want to think of it that way. It's that I know how hard I work, okay? And this, this kind of goes back in the last two episodes where we profoundly know the narrative of our, of our life, right? So I am very well versed in my struggles and my difficulties and even my victories. But in a personality like me, my victories are overlooked <laughs> in order to be a failure-seeking missile that I am going, okay, yeah, sure, you did that, but uh, but what's that other thing you're doing wrong or what's that thing you need to do? So I try and find my next task, and that's usually in a place that is in need of repair in my personality or life. So I'm not looking at what's going right. And when I see other people, it wasn't the internet for me, you know, to be honest. This happened long before that. Uh, I'd see someone who maybe I even knew more personally and they had success without the effort that I put in. And it made me jealous and it made me mad and it made me angry. And I lost a lot of time and effort in my life to that kind of rage and that kind of anger that uh, was turned internally for the most part about the fact that I felt I was dealt an unfair deck. And I definitely talked about that in the last one. I guess just like the last couple episodes, the thing that I find redeeming is that instead of just uh, running around <laughs> with my hair on fire, screaming at the top of my lungs, I jump on something like this or 
go to the gym or write in my journal or write with my screenplays to exercise that, right? So that sensation is a sensation that other humans have. It is a feeling. And I try and find a place for it, that energy. And I've recommended many times in this show to have that energy be placed into a creative outlet. This started by me talking about episode one, The Phantom Menace. And I feel I came to the end of what could be explored with the topic I just covered. So normally I'd go on and on and on on this tangent that uh, seemingly goes nowhere. But what happened midway through the recording of this podcast was I hit a breakthrough. I mean, I hit an aha moment where my vision kind of became peripheral and I realized why I do this podcast. And it was amazing and it was kind of profound and it was almost like a moment of clarity. And to not have to interrupt that, I'm going to end this episode here right now, episode 61. And I'm going to give you the full unfiltered version of the episode I want you to hear without any of the distraction of this episode, which was fine. I want to give that to you in the next episode, which is going to be episode 62. So this is a little segue over to that one. Thank you very much for listening to episode 61. I am Jet Dunlap for Psychotherapy. And please... For the love of your God, listen to episode 62. I actually am recommending it, and that is pretty rare. Thanks a lot. Talk to you next time.